Hello again, friends, and welcome on into episode 100, the one double O of the SCO Show. My name is Mark Schofield, back in the big chair for today, Thursday, April 23rd, 2020. It is draft day. We made it. We have actually made it through a long, strange, winding road of an offseason. We have made it to the 2020 NFL Draft. And yes, obviously, there's lots of stuff to talk about. There's lots of off-the-field stuff to talk about. But it is draft day. And since I promised my final Patriots mock, we'll get to that in this show. Not going to be an overly long show. Why? Well, we're going to have a mock. We're going to have some news. We're going to tell you about what we got planned for you over at the pulpit this weekend. And then we're going to rest up because it is the final sprint to the longest sprint of a marathon draft season that there is. So we'll get to the mock in a second. Your usual reminders here at the outset, follow along on Twitter at Mark Schofield. Check out the work at places like InsideThePylon.com, Pro Football Weekly, Matt Waldman's Rookie Scouting Portfolio. Not one, not two, but three. SB Nation websites, Big Blue View, Bleeding Green Nation, where Mr. Kiss and I released a final show before the draft. We talked about some developmental types. You might want to check that out. And, of course, here at Pat's Pulpit. And, yes, even at Touchdown Wire, part of the USA Today Network. As far as what we get planned for you on the pulpit, there are going to be instant reaction picks, on the Patriot Nation podcast from Pat Land and Ryan Spagnoli. I'm going to have a show at the end of each night recapping the entire round or rounds or rounds, 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 rounds. So you have a show for me Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday night getting posted at some point. The Thursday night one might post a little bit later because I will be on, as I am, every first round with Matt Waldman, Sigmund Bloom, doing a live show over with football guys. So you can check that out. It's going to be fun. And, of course, if the Patriots, if and when they draft a quarterback, I will do my usual thing over at the pulpit, breaking that down for you as well. Let's talk now some news. Because, yes, the Patriots, there was a bit of news made on Tuesday. Rob Gronkowski returns to the National Football League. Had to be traded by the Patriots. So the Patriots send the Bucks Rob Gronkowski and a seventh rounder in exchange for the pick at 139. Which means, at least according to tankathon.com, which is nice, easy-to-use website that I use, the Patriots still have 12 picks in the 2020 draft. They have a first-rounder at 23. They have picks at 87, 98, 100 in the third round. Picks at 125 and now at 139 in the fourth. A fifth-rounder at 173. A sixth at 196 and 205 and 213 and 214. And a seventh-rounder at 231. Now, was this enough for Rob Gronkowski? I think, by and large, yes. You're talking about a guy that's probably a one-year rental. A guy that is probably on the back nine, or if not the 18th hole of his career. I mean, somebody that... You're not sure what you're getting. And let's not forget, he's somebody in a Bruce Arians offense that isn't really known for how they use tight ends. And so, getting a fourth rounder in exchange for a seventh, I can live with that. 
And the other thing to keep in mind now, you've got now a pick at 100, a pick at 125, and a pick at 139. Now, not that the trade value chart is the be-all and end-all, but it does a pretty good job at valuing where these picks are. And so if you want to look at what New England has in the draft, you know, they've now got this pick at 139. 125 and 139, that gets you at least to the top of the fourth round. You want to package in a fifth rounder at 172, which we know Bill Belichick hates? That gets you into the back of the third round. So they could package those fourth rounders and that fifth rounder get back into the third round. I'm just saying. It gives them some flexibility. And so I think this is a fine pick. I think it's a fine move. I think it's a fine trade. I think the value on it is reasonable. So there you go. Now let's get into the mock of integrity. Okay, it's really not the mock of integrity. Obviously, I've done a ton of mock drafts here. But we're going to do our final mock. This is going to be on PFF's mock draft simulator. And what we're going to do is, as we often do, try to trade down. And we do just that. We trade out of 23 with the Chargers. And the trade goes down as follows. We send them 23 and that fifth rounder at 172, which we know Bill Belichick hates. And we get their pick at 37. And we get their pick at 71. And so what that gives us, it gives us a second rounder now, a pick at 37. And now we get picks at 71, 87, 98, and 100 in the third round, which is something that I think I can live with, and it's something that I believe Bill Belichick can live with as well. And so now we are on the clock at 37, and looking at available players, you can look at Brandon Ayuk, who makes a lot of sense. They need some wide receiver help. You can look at the edge position, Julian O'Cara, Curtis Weaver. Yutira Gross Matos, Marlon Davidson, those players are all available. Michael Pittman is also available. You can look at two positions of need as well. Antoine Winfield Jr. and Kenneth Murray. And now safety is perhaps not the biggest need for this team. I look at how Bill Belichick uses safeties. I look at somebody like Antoine Winfield and how he dives into tape and breaks down film. And so... I'm okay with drafting a safety here of his caliber. I think it makes a great deal of sense for New England. So Antoine Winfield Jr. will be the pick here at 37. And now we've got some extra picks here in the third round to play around with. We've got the pick here at 71, which is sort of the top of the third round, a pick we acquired via a trade. Now looking around, Jalen Hurts, for example, is available. Jeremy Chin is still available, which makes you sort of wonder about, you know, reaching for the safety earlier, but I love Winfield's fit. I think he would make a ton of sense for New England. I, you know, I said that when I made the pick. Akeem Davis-Gaither is also available. I love what he brings to the table. But I think you sort of have to look at some positions of need here. We want to come out of this draft with a tight end. And I think this guy might be the closest thing to picking a tight end that makes sense. But before I turn in the card, I want to see something because Jacksonville would like to get up. And I want to see what I can get from Jacksonville. They're picking here at 73. They want to get up. I'll just have to slide down a couple of picks. I wonder what I could get from them. 
And so after some haggling with the Jacksonville Jaguars, we were able to get a deal done. So we slide back to 73, and we add a pick at 189, which is a sixth rounder. And we just slide back two spots. We just give up 71. So we'll see what we can sort of spin that into here in a second. But, you know, Jacksonville now is on the clock. And so now sliding back just two spots and picking up an extra pick along the way, we're able to address perhaps the player we were going to get at 71 because he's still on the board. And I was going to go with Cole Komet, and I still will. Jalen Hurts is here, and I think he might be a Patriot when all is said and done. But for me, I'm building what I can around Jared Stidham. I'm not adding a quarterback into the mix. And so we're going to add Cole Komet, the Notre Dame tight end here, at 73. I think getting him 73 is a smart move. I do think that he has perhaps the potential to be sort of that all-around type tight end guy. And getting him at 73 and acquiring additional picks along the way, I can live with that. So Cole Komet, he's the newest New England Patriot at pick 73. Now we're on the back on the clock here. We've got a pick at 87. And looking around the board, I still see somebody that I would love to have in New England. That's Adam Trotman. But we already addressed tight end. So I'm going to address a different position. I'm going to look at linebacker. And when I studied this kid on film, when I got a chance to watch him, I was blown away with what he brings to the table. I think he can do linebacker things, even though he's built more like a safety I would love to see what Bill Belichick could do if he gets his hands on him. Akeem Davis Gaither from App State. I love this kid. Getting him at 87. Big fan of the value here. And so that's the pick. Akeem Davis Gaither. Now we're at 98. And looking around the board, there are a ton of players we could go, a ton of different directions we could go. We've really sort of focused now two picks on the defensive side of the ball. Want to kind of slide back to linebacker for offense here for a second. And you could look at the offensive line. That might be in need. But I don't want to neglect wide receiver. Wide receiver, although it is deep, it starts to thin out. I don't want to miss out on some of the guys that might not be around the board. I know we get a pick at 100 here and a couple of spots here. But I really want to address wide receiver. And so I look at a guy that I think screams Belichick, Quintus Cephas. I know that's going to make John Lamarakis happy. He's the pick here at 98. Now we're on the clock here at 100. We could go in a number of different directions. I want to address interior offensive line. This is a player I loved on film. He's got that nasty streak. Damian Lewis from LSU. Come on down. You're the newest, newest New England Patriot. And so there you go. Those are the picks on day one and two. Well, really day two. We come away with Antoine Winfield Jr., the safety from Minnesota. Cole Komet at 73. Tight end from Notre Dame. Akeem Davis Gaither, he's at 87. And then you look at, you know, and then we addressed wide receiver. We got Quintus Cephas at 98. Then 100, Damian Lewis. And so that's what we've done on day two of this draft. Up next, we'll close it out with day three. That's ahead on episode 100, the final Mark Schofield mock draft of integrity before the real thing tonight. That's ahead here in episode 100 of the Sco Show. Mark Schofield back with you now on episode 100 of the Scotia. And we are on the clock now in the fourth round at 125. And getting a player of this value at 125, I can absolutely live with. That's Bradley Yanay, the edge defender from Utah. A lot of people thought he's probably more of a day two type guy. Getting him at the start of day three. I am extremely excited about that. So Bradley Yanay is going to be the pick here at 125. 
Now, we are on the clock again in a couple of picks. We've got to pick at 139. That's the pick we just got from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as part of the Rob Gronkowski trade. And interestingly enough, I'm doing this through a pro football focus simulator, and they don't have that pick yet. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pause the draft at that spot and see who's available. And so having done that, you've got Akeem Agendi, you've got Javelin Guidry, you've got those guys are available. Those are guys that I think are interesting. And some other players that I think you might consider here at 139. Now, we just addressed interior offensive line, but I think, you know, Ben Bredesen is an interesting name to consider. I think, you know, having dressed linebacker, we don't go with Davion Taylor, but he's an interesting player. But I do think that doubling down a tight end might make some sense. You know, we added a guy in Cole Komet that could be that all-around player, but I think there's a role for Thaddeus Moss in the National Football League, maybe as a blocking-type tight end, maybe as a tight end too, maybe as an H-back. And so Thaddeus Moss will be the pick here at 139, the pick that we get from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so now we are not on the clock again until late in 183. And that's a pick that we acquired via a trade. And looking at the board right now, not a ton of needs. Excuse me, this is actually a pick of 189. Um, Devin CSC is here, and that's an interesting selection. But Marcus Bailey, the linebacker from Purdue, is getting some buzz. We've addressed linebacker already with Akeem Davis-Gaither, but Bailey's more of an in-between-the-tackles kind of guy. I think he would be a nice little compliment to what we got with Akeem Davis-Gaither. So he's the pick at 189. Now at 195, we haven't addressed defensive tackle. We're going to do it. Richard Lawrence from LSU. He's a guy that can play inside but can also play on the edge. So he's the pick now at 195. And I'm really loving what we're starting to put together here. At 204, well, we could go a couple of different directions. We could go with some more defensive line help. But I want to get the guy that a lot of people look at as perhaps, perhaps, perhaps the Julian Edelman replacement. James Prochet, the wide receiver from SMU. He's the pick at 204. Now we've got these back-to-back picks here at 212 and 213. And I think at some point, we might want to think about kicker. I'm not going to do it here, though. I want to think about corner. There are some interesting names here. And we're going to go with Shaim Carter, the corner from Alabama. He's the pick here at 212. At 213, it's probably time to get potential quarterback. And I know a lot of people have thought about, you know, James Morgan, for example. He makes a lot of sense for New England. Nate Stanley, though, I think the Patriots will love this kid. He's the pick at 213. And now our final pick in this draft is at 230. I think the Patriots have to do it. Special teams. Rodrigo Blankenship, he's the pick. At 2.30. And so the Patriots and Mark Schofield's mock draft of integrity is complete. Now, again, PFF has me making a pick at 2.41. I'm just throwing Eno Benjamin in there. We're not going to really consider that as part of the mock. But we trade out of 23. We trade back into the first round. Antoine Winfield Jr. He's the pick at 37. Cole Komet at 73. PFF hated that pick. Akeem Davis Gaither at 87. PFL kind of lukewarm on that one. They liked the Quintus Cephas pick at 98. Damian Lewis, they weren't fans of that at 100. Bradley and 125, not fans of that. Marcus Bailey at 189. Lukewarm on that. 
Same with Rashard Lawrence at 195. James Prochet at 204. Again, lukewarm. They didn't like Cheyenne Carter at 212. They loved their favorite pick of ours, of all of them, Nate Stanley at 213. They gave it a grade of 83.9. Rodrigo Blankenship, 59.8 at 230. And then, like I said, they still had us picking at 241. Eno Benjamin, the running back, he's the pick there. On the trades, when we trade out of 23 and give up 172 to get 37 and 71, they gave it a grade of 64.9, better than pretty much every pick we made. Same thing with the trade out of that spot at 71. When we slide back two spots and pick up 189, they gave it a grade of 65. Overall, a grade of 62.6. Again, not great, but hey, what does PFF know, right? So folks, there you go. There's the mock of integrity. Like I said, a quick show today because we're going to be rolling a ton of content your way over the next couple of days here at Pro, at Pro Football Focus. Guys, it's been a long day. I'm recording this now at 4.45 on Wednesday afternoon. I had a radio show at 7.40. I had a podcast at 10.30. I had a podcast at 1.00. I had a podcast with Waldman at 3.00. I'm doing this show now. I've got two more radio hits tonight. Yeah. This is what we live for. But the brain's a little fried, so you'll bear with me when I slip up and say this is a pro football focus thing when I just did a pro football focus mock. I'm a little punchy. We'll get through it. I'll sleep come Monday morning. But that will do it for now, friends. Next time you will hear from me is sometime after the first round. Until then, stay safe. Check in on your neighbors. Wash those hands. And when you do, sin along and bless those Patriots reigns. I'm in Foxborough.